0: All right, how are we doing, church? Y'all doing good today? Come on, let's give God a great big hand. And I'm so thankful to be with you today. I'm excited about Jesus. How about you? Come on, I am. I am really, really amped. You want to know why last week as a church, you know, there's uh, several big days we have as a church. And um, there's like Easter and Christmas. How many of y'all know those are big days? Those big days? Come on, those are big days. And then last week was like the third biggest day of the year. It was the day everybody signed up for connection groups. There's like, there's Christmas, Easter, and sign up for group day. Come on, somebody. Yeah. And so you know what? Today, this week, we are not going to have an off day. We're not going to have a, an after Easter slump. We're going to go for it. Y'all with me now? And uh, I'm just so excited. If you did not have an opportunity to sign up for a group, I want you to um, get back to what we call connection point, which is just a, a place to get connected back in the back of our auditorium here. You wanna get into a group. And you wanna get in with a group of people that you can relate with and that can get in your face. How many of y'all know somebody who needs that? Yeah. know, I want you to get with a group of people just to, to connect with and encourage you and be with. So we want you in a group. And uh, 62 people, actually, I, I looked again, 62 people from right here, this location, signed up for a group last week. And I'm excited. How many of y'all signed up for a group last week? Amen. I see those hands. Way to go. And uh, let's keep it up. And if you don't have one, we want you to get one because we don't want you to miss out on everything God is doing uh, here. Here it is. We're, um, we're part three of a foundation series and we're looking at the foundation of who we are, what we believe, why we believe it, um, and, and, and all those good things that go with it. And and listen, there was a uh, there was a man walking by a construction site, and he's and, he, and he he looked at one another man. He said, "What are, what are you doing?" And he says, "I'm laying bricks." He said, "I'm just putting bricks in." He looked at another man, came across another one. He says, "What are you doing?" He says, "I'm I'm building a wall." He went on a little bit further, and there was a man that was, he was humming a happy tune. He was real excited, and he was real upbeat. He said, excuse me, what are you doing? He said, I'm building a cathedral. You know, sometimes when we talk about serving and giving of our lives, it's easy to think all we're doing is laying bricks. All I'm doing is building the wall. But when we're a part of serving and we're a part of Jesus' church, we're building a cathedral and a temple for him. You know, it's easy to think when we're in church here, it's like, oh, well, what, what, what are you doing? Oh, I'm, just, I'm just an usher. No, you're not just an usher. Oh, what are you doing? I'm just taking care of kids. No, 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 you're, when you're taking care of kids, you're seeding the next generation. You're planting seeds that are going to grow mighty oaks. That's what you're doing. When you're ushering, you're creating a place of order so that people can be protected and bring order to this house so people can worship and experience Jesus. Somebody says, well, I'm just a greeter. No, you get an opportunity to to say hello and good morning to people who are coming in these doors that are are captive, downcast, downtrodden, but they get to see you and experience you. You know, I I regularly preach in Murraysville and at our Murraysville campus, and I'm regularly there. And one thing always, is so exciting there. People always come to church, and I'll and say, how did, well, how, how did you like church today? And, and you know what? The amount of people that talk about the guys in the parking lot is really high. And I'm still waiting for somebody to say, that's a great message. But the, the guys in the parking lot get all the accolades. And people say, I just want to come back next week to see if they're like that every week. So we got to come back. See, because they got a glimpse of they're not just doing a menial task, we're building something here. At Bridge City Church, we're building something and we get to be a part of it. Isn't that exciting? This is what this is what we get to be a part of. In Matthew chapter 16, let's look at a couple of verses here together. Jesus came to the area, a region of Caesarea Philippi. And he asked his disciples, he said, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And well, they replied, Some say John the Baptist, and some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. And then he asked them, But who do you say? That I am. Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered in verse 16: You are Messiah, the Son of the Living God. And Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. And you did not learn this from any human being. And then here we go. We've been launching out of this every every week here. And we're going to say these verses, 18 and 19, out loud. You ready? Can you see the screen okay? There you go. Everybody can see it real good. Here we go. Here we go. Now. Check that out. How many of y'all would like to like to have, like if, if Jesus has some keys, how many of y'all would like those keys? I mean, it's better than a new car. It's better than a new house. I mean, Jesus has authority, which I believe that speaks to. And I believe Jesus wants to give authority to his church. And Jesus is building something to represent him. Isn't that exciting? And, and so I want to know then what it was about Jesus and what he's building and what this foundation is. See, at Bridge City Church, we have a mission that's built upon this. It's upon the revelation of who Jesus is. And this this is it. This is our mission here. We gather to grow. We give and we go to make disciples all for the glory of God. This is our simple mission statement. And and really what this communicates is what do we value? What do we value as a church? I'm going to tell you what we value. We value gathering faithfully. We value growing relationally. We value giving generously and going urgently. And we believe that if we do all four of those things, God will get glory. You see, um, after a tennis match just recently, a guy was playing, stopped. He says, hey, what's your church all about? He says, tell me what your church is all about. And I says, I'm going to tell you what it's all about. You listen to the pastor and do what he says and everything's good. And he goes, okay, okay, what's it really all about? I says, okay, let me tell you what it's all about. Let me just tell you what we value. And I says, number one, I said, if you come to, you come to Bridge City Church, any one of our four locations, one church, four locations, what you're going to experience is we believe in relationships. We believe that we, we want to make it really difficult to be here and not be in relationship with people. Introverts right now are kind of quivering, Okay. Yeah, we are. Yeah, that's so what they say. We are, yeah. Say, he, yeah, we are. Like, I, okay, I know I need this, you know. I always say that every year we're going to have a, a, a connection group for introverts. They're just going to get together and, and silently read to themselves. <laughs> and then after about like a, an hour, they're going to say, that was really good. Thank you. And they're all going to leave. How many of you are looking for that group right now? You just yeah. If that group, that, that group would be yours right now. Come on. Uh, and other people, that would just drive us crazy. I mean... Me being quiet for five minutes is, a, is 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 a miracle. Come on, and, and so listen. But but I said oh, it's all about relationships. It's all about we take the gospel of Jesus Christ seriously, and we take what Jesus wants us to do serious. But you know, what we're not afraid to do as a church. We're not afraid to talk about giving. I know you're not supposed to do that in church. You're not so, you're supposed to make it easy. You're supposed to make it you know like like don't put a lot of requirements on people. Don't talk about money. Don't talk about giving. Wow, and I kind of want to be like Jesus. And he talked about giving, so I'm going to be like Jesus. How many of y'all want to be like Jesus? How many of y'all not sure you like that part of Jesus, but you like, come on, yeah. Yeah, no, seriously, yeah. And so we're, I want to talk to you about giving generously. And giving, not just giving your money, but your time and your talent and your treasure. And, 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 and all these things because, because for 39 years last week, Bridge City Church has been a place. It's been a house. It's been a church that has given generously of their time, that loves to serve and gets to serve. And we've been a place that loves to give give even money. We love to give money. And I'm gonna talk about that just a little bit today. But I'm talking about the heart of generosity. The heart of generosity. 39 years we've been at this, and I'm excited about it. Okay, I'm gonna read you a couple verses in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. Here it is for we must all stand before Christ and be judged. I don't know if you know this or not, there's gonna be a day where you stand before God. There's gonna be a day you stand before God and get judged. I love you enough to say that. That's the truth right there. As a matter of fact, we need need a healthy dose of the fear of God. Let me give you a definition of the fear of God. We need the fear of God is to love what he loves, hate what he hates, and know that you're gonna stand before God someday. That's all. The, that's the simplest definition of the fear of God. People write books and I say, let me just simplify it for you. Love what he loves, hate what he hates, and realize you're going to stand before God someday. That's going to bring a healthy fear of God in your life. And we need a healthy fear of God in our life. For we will receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord. We work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere. And I hope you know this too. Let's read the next verses here. And are we commending ourselves to you again? No, we are giving you a reason to be proud of us so that so you can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. If it seems we are crazy, come on, when you first came to church, didn't you think they were all crazy? Come on, am I right? How many of y'all became crazy? Come on, yeah. Yeah, it, it seems we're crazy. It's to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for our benefit. Let's read this last one. Either way, Christ's love controls us. That's why. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we believe that we have all died to our old life. I am so thankful for that. Verse 15 He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves, instead, they will live for Christ who died and raised them from the dead. How many of y'all are excited what Jesus Christ has done in your life? Come on, I'm excited, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the day I stand before God and I give an account for my life. And this is what, there's an eternal perspective There's a a love of God that motivates us found in these verses. And there's a surrender of our lives. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about fundamentals of of giving generously. Maybe I should say not even giving, living generously. We need to live lives of generosity. Why? I'm telling you, the more a generous God lives inside of me, the more I become generous. The the, the more a generous God lives inside of me, the more I become generous. Generous. I can't help but be generous. It's just, it's just in me. So I want to talk to you about an open mind, an open heart, and open hands. That's what I want to communicate with you today. Three things about giving or even living generously. So let's look at this first one, open mind. It's fixed on an eternal perspective. We got to be fixed on an eternal perspective, we need to know that the, as the verses we just, we just communicated to you, we are all going to stand before God and give an account of how we lived our lives, right? We're going we're to give an account of how we gave of our lives. That's right, we're, we're, we're going to do it. Now I want you to think about th- this. When we get to heaven, there's going to be streets of what? Gold. Isn't it funny, the very thing that we, we long for here, God's like, I'm going to make streets of that. Think about that for a moment. Think about it for a minute. Isn't that funny? The thing we value the most, I want a gold necklace, a gold chain, a gold ring, gold's this, gold that. And God says, I this is how I value it. We're gonna be walking on it in heaven. And I didn't say he's gonna make clouds of gold, he's gonna make streets of gold. We're not just gonna float around on gold dust. We are gonna be walking on streets of gold. Come on. It's a real play. Heaven is real, hell is real. We need to realize this. I'm not gonna to read to you this whole this whole section, but in Luke chapter 12. 16 through 21. Just write that down. You're going to want to look at that later on. And um, there, there's there's just a good parable about, about are we going to live for here? Or are we going to live for there? I want to live for heaven. No, I want to live for heaven. I need an eternal perspective. How about you? No, I do. There was um somebody who used to be a part of the church, and uh, she was up, I think in her upper 80s, uh, 90s, when she always, every time she'd see me, and She'd always say, are you going to do my funeral when I die? And I said, I probably will. She said, are you going to have anything good to say about me? And I said, well, why don't you live so I have something good to say? So every time she'd say that to me, she so, said, are you going to do my funeral? I said, yeah. And she'd say, are you going to say anything good? I said, why don't you give me something good to say? See, we all, we all determine that. And I used to joke with her, i said, don't make me lie at your funeral. Don't make me lie. Don't make me tell a fib. Don't do that. Give me something I can talk about. Because all the days of my life, I want to matter. Come on, don't you want your days to matter? Come on, I don't care if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. I want my days to matter. How about you? And, I, and, and, and I'm living for something greater because I want to have an eternal perspective about what I'm doing here. That's what matters here. See, Proverbs eleven twenty four, 24. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. You want to know the reason why we sometimes don't, don't get refreshed ourselves? Because we're not, we're not refreshing others. We're being stingy. The stingy are holding on. But the generous give. There's joy. Have you ever noticed how many storage units are popping up everywhere? It seems like every abandoned building everywhere is a storage unit. Do you know where, where my wife Natalie and I, we've been a part of this church since, it's, since it started 39 years ago. And actually we met where the church was meeting. It was a holiday inn at the, at the time. And now it's a big guardian storage place. It's just storing things that are, that it, it's just storing people's junk. I'm sorry, if you have a storage unit, please forgive me. Now, have you ever noticed they're everywhere? People pay good money to store the stuff they don't need. Now, I realize somebody's going to come to me and say, well, I used it for business. I know there's reason. I says, but that's not the bulk of the stuff in there. Can we agree at least on that? We can at least agree on that, the most of the stuff in there. People pay good money to keep storing stuff. And then they get more storage units and more storage units and more because we're storing up stuff here when I want to I, listen I want to have storage units in heaven that's what I want. but you know one of the reasons why I think we don't experience this verse I think because we're so mentally overwhelmed we live in a culture in a society right now. I don't know if you realize this or not everybody's so overwhelmed. I'm serious. We are overwhelmed. There's so much information. There's so much decisions. So many pressure coming. We do. We're out of control. I mean, if you're a control freak, you're going nuts the last 18 months. Let me tell you. Am I right? Come on, yeah, I can see it. You're y'all smiling at me, right? And I say, yeah, you're right. No, I'm serious. Because we're, like, we're just out of control because everything's happening in the world. Everything's happening politically and racially and all this stuff going crazy in the world. And we're out of control. And we're overwhelmed. And what happens when we get overwhelmed, we tend to want to hold on to the very little bit of time, the very little mental energy, the very little bit we have, we start to want to just control. Am I right? Even sometimes getting to church on Sunday is a major task. And I'm being honest with you. It is because it's just so mentally, it's just like, I, I, need, I need a day off. I need a reprieve. I need time to myself. I understand these things. But when we shift our mind to eternity, things snap in place. I got to live for something bigger than right here and right now. What's at stake? It's not temporal pleasure. And, I, and I'm not here to tell you, stop loving temporal things. What I'm here to try to convince you because we're in church and this is all about Jesus is to love Jesus more. See, it's not about loving temporal things less. It's about loving Jesus more. It's about the order that we love him in our things. Does that make sense? See, because it's not like all temporal things are bad and vacation is evil and you know, I mean, people this year, I mean it's amazing to me. It's like they missed one vacation last year, but they gotta take four this year to make up for it. Have you noticed this? No, I'm serious. It's like I gotta, I gotta go away a lot. What, what really what it's happened, we gotta fear we might not get one next year. So I better do it now. And I gotta stock up on vacation. People are stockpiling vacations, they are. And again, I'm not saying that's bad. What I'm just what I'm trying to communicate is we should love Jesus more. See, that's the, that's the, it's an order, it, it's a temporal order and in the eternal order that we that we need to have. See, at Bridge City Church, we love to serve, sacrifice, and demonstrate selflessness. You see, at Bridge City Church, we don't have to. We we get to. Everybody say we get to. Yeah, see, we don't have to serve, but we get to serve. Just like we want to make it as difficult as possible to, for you to be a part and not be in a group and have people that care about you and love you on a regular basis in a group, we want you to be on a team so you can experience family and serve with people. Because why wouldn't we want you to? That's, it's fun. It's great. And it's eternal perspective because we're building a cathedral here for Jesus. We're not just laying brick. We're not just trying to get warm bodies. We don't want warm bodies. We want Holy Spirit, passionate people who love Jesus-filled bodies. So we're going to help you with the first part. And then when you get there, we're going to find you a team. No, we're going to find you a team. We're going to find you some people who love you. And, and 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 you and you can be around and you get to serve with. I think that's good news. We don't have to, we get to. Why? Because we have an eternal perspective. That's what this is all about. You see, we whatever you see, whatever you value, you'll sacrifice for. You'll sacrifice for, you'll give for. and some people they just never look like they really met Jesus like if you're happy and you know it yeah how about this if you're happy and you know it tell your face yeah if you're happy and you know it tell your face cause it's not showing you all with me? Yeah. Yeah, that's what this is about. It's about like yeah, tell your face, tell tell your face you're happy. Tell your face you met Jesus. No, I'm serious. Every now and then we got to tell. We have to tell our body. Like, I'm going to be focused on heaven. I didn't say your circumstances aren't difficult. I just said. But every now and then we got to say, okay, I'm I'm living for something greater. Jesus lived a life of sacrifice. He emptied himself of his privileges. He washed the disciples' feet, and he endured keeping his eyes on heaven. See, I want to live generously, not just give generously. I want to live a generous life because I'm living for heaven here. Number two, I want to live with an open heart. I want to give with an open heart. That's right, an, an open heart, motivated by love. Motivated by love. Don't store up for yourself treasures on earth. Store up for yourself treasures in heaven. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be. It's an act of love. See, love sacrifices. My wife and I, next month, will be married 32 years. And, uh, and she, uh, I've learned, like, like, I didn't just, like, love her 32 years ago. Guess what she still wants to know? Come on, ladies, where are you at? Do you love me? Do you really love me? I remember the day she, she, I came home, and she looked at me, five kids at home. She was home all day. She looked at me and said, do you love me? And I remember the day I said, I came home, didn't I? That wasn't a good day. That wasn't a good day. I don't recommend that. I highly suggest you don't do that. Just thinking out loud. Y'all with me? But to this, this woman I love, I sacrifice, and I serve. And on most days, I'm selfless. I'm just being honest. See, serving isn't something you, you did once. Living your life and giving of your life isn't something you just do once and you're one and done. It's something you get to continue to do because it's a demonstration of love. That's what it is. First Corinthians 13.3 If I gave everything I have to the poor and sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained. Yeah, it's about your heart. See, Jesus doesn't want your stuff. He wants your heart. He wants the centermost part of your being because when he has that, your treasure is going to follow your heart. Yeah, if you show me your calendar and where you spend money, I'm going to see everything you value. I'm going to see everything you value in life by, by those two things. Because you're going to give your time and you're going to give your treasure to those things that you value most. So it's about your heart. That's what it's about. It's all about that. You and I will sacrifice deeply for things we value supremely. Listen. Listen. It's about a heart that's been transformed and changed. And at Bridge City Church, we are not here to inform you. We're here to make sure that the Holy Spirit is transforming you. And there's a big difference. Transforming you from what you used to be into what God wants you to be. Are you with me? That's exciting. And it's fun. But we have this cultural pressure of more. I watch people sacrifice so much of their time and so much of their money on temporal things. I watch parents do this all the time. When our son was playing football at Gateway High School, and I remember going to the first meeting, and we went to the first meeting, and um, all the parents, a lot, lot of parents, I mean, they had like 60-some kids, I mean, it was huge parents everywhere, and they said, okay, at the end of it, this is what you're going to do. You're going to serve on these, this many times, and this is when you're going to do it. This is how you're going to do it. This is how you're going to dress. This is what time you're going to be there. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like looking around. Not one person said anything. I'm saying, I want these people to come to church. They all just said, okay. And then one by one, they all just marched up, and they signed up, and nobody said a thing. No, nobody said a thing about how many times they had to serve. Nobody said a thing about being inconvenienced. Nobody said, I can't make it. Nobody said, it's not a good day. Everybody just went. See, we will do those things for temporary things and temporal things, but when it comes to God, we need to pray about it. And when we say, you know what pray about it means? It means fat chance Charlie. And that's what that means. It ain't happening. Only one out of ten people even think about praying about it. Come on, tell the truth and shame the devil right now. Come on. Am I right? Pray about it's another way of saying politely. That's like a Christian way of saying, no. It is, it's polite. It's very nice. You smile, no. I'll pray about it. Y'all with me today? Y'all glad you came to church today? Good deal. I'm glad you're here. No, I'm serious. Because I believe God's transforming us into something to represent Him and not represent us. I want to see God get glory on this earth. How about you? That's what I'm living for. I'm going to live all the days of my life with this, the eternal perspective, and I want to be motivated by love. I don't mind sacrifice. I embrace sacrifice. I I have no, no problem with that. Jesus' heart was one of surrender. Jesus' heart was one of surrender. He says, my food is to do the will of the Father. He said, man, I can do nothing by myself. I don't do my will, but I do the will of the Father. See, Jesus had these things in his heart. He lived a life of sacrifice. He lived a life of surrender. And if we are about his church, then we should be about what he was about. And that's why, listen, I want to stop here. Press pause. I'm going to do a shameless plug. We have this thing at Bridge City Church called Next Steps. And right after church today, you can be a part of Next Steps. And what this is, is you can discover your gift and you can see how you can make a difference. You can become an active and growing part of the church. Like, why wouldn't you want to be a part of building a cathedral? Building something magnificent for Jesus. And he still uses imperfect people like you and me. So right after church today, if you're not, if you're, if you're not a member, you just you want just to learn about it. You don't have to commit. Just You just say, I'd like to learn about it. I'd like to know what I don't like about this church. Have you ever known? It's like, listen, like don't just guess what you don't like. Come and prove it. Are you with me? Like, just say, I just want to learn. Teach me about it. Help me understand what it really means because I want to be a part of something bigger than me. I want to be a part of something so much greater because I want to live with with an eternal perspective. And I want to be motivated by love with an open heart and an open mind. But I also need to have an open hand. You know, I always say that We need to hold tightly who you are in Christ. Who you are in Christ, you need to hold tightly to. But what you do, you better hold with an open hand. All the stuff you own, open hand. Because it's here today, gone tomorrow. Are you with me? All the stuff, all the the things you you think about, open hand, God can do whatever he wants to with it. But we live with an open hand. That's how I want to live, with an open hand before God. That's how I need to live. In full surrender. In Matthew 25. And uh, again, I'm giving you a lot of scripture today. and I want you to write down those verses. You need to read these. You need to get these in your heart. You got to get these in your heart. This, This one, Matthew 25. Take a picture, write it down, put it in your phone, write it on your hand, write it on your neighbor's hand. You need this one. You're going to need this. Let me just tell you the, the, the story Jesus told. It was a parable. And uh, he, there was three, three servants. And he took one and he gave five. And the word is Talent. In different translations, one translation says "weight," one says "bags of silver," one says "talent." There's different translations of gifting, and then another he gave two, and then the one person won, and then he went away, and then he comes back, and, and he, it's a parable. It tells a story about heaven, an eternal perspective, that everything that God gave you, He's going to ask for. He's going to ask for an accounting of it. Everything God did with you, everything God does, gave you, your your time, your talent, your treasure, God's going to ask you about it. The one person who got five invested it and got five more. One person with two invested it and got two more. I want you to listen to, to what Jesus said to both of them. Now, these are red letters, words of Jesus right here in verses 21, 23. The master was full of praise. I want you to think about that. Jesus in heaven, full of praise. Wouldn't that be pretty awesome? Wouldn't that be pretty awesome? Hmm. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you More responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Do you know what Jesus rewards your faithfulness with? More responsibility. Isn't this cool? Most of us are trying to get out of responsibility. And Jesus says, you're doing so good, I'm going to give you more. That's why I personally believe, it's just my opinion, that in this text, in Matthew 25, the word there is used of weight because what Jesus gives you with your time and your talent, it's a weight you have to carry. But it's a weight you weren't designed to carry on your own. That's why we need one another. Are you with me? So listen to this. He said, Let's celebrate. Enter my joy. Enter my joy. I think that's pretty cool. How many of y'all would like more joy in your life? Anybody here? How many of you want, want refreshed? Be generous and you'll get refreshed. If you, if you want to have Jesus' joy, use what you have for him. Live generously. Give generously. Am I right? Oh, the one person who went and hid his talent in the ground The servant with the one bag of silver came and said in verse 24, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant, gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I've got some interest. Okay, well done, good and faithful, wicked and lazy. Those are the two options. I know many of us want something in between. We're trying to say, well, doesn't God grade on the curve? No, many people are going to get to heaven hoping God grades on the curve. That's what they really are. But you know what? We never get to the joy part because we never get to the living and giving generously part. Track me here. I, I never have to convince somebody who, who actually tithes, gives 10% to keep tithing because it's such a joy to them. Like, why would you stop? Because it's so much fun. I'm serious. Or even giving generously and consistently, you never have to stop somebody say, "Stop giving." It's like get out of here. I love to give. It's such a joy. No, I'm serious. Like that's what happens. Or I love to serve because Jesus Christ has transformed my life. Of course, I would serve. I love to serve. I live to serve. No, it'll be like this. It'll be like me saying, "If you go to Texas, stay Brazil." How many of you have ever been there? It is, it's, it's a beautiful experience. It'd be like me saying, if you go there, they just bring to you every kind of meat known to man. And they just like carve you as much as you want. They just carve, they just, just carve you all, all you want. I mean, it is like, it's like Heaven. It's like heaven, I'm telling you. It's like it's just a great, glorious experience. But it would be like me saying, when I go there, and this is what I do, I don't fill up on the cheap stuff. I'm good for about 10 lamb chops. And these lamb chops, they just pull right off the bone. And I just eat them, and they just, and I get like two or three at a time, and I'd say, I'd like a couple more. And that's just I'm and I and I love it. Like you taste it for like two days, that good kind of meal. Are you with me now? Are you tracking me this morning? I can explain this to you, but until you go there, it's just a story. And many people are happy with the story rather than going there themselves. Do you know what other I've noticed about Texas day Brazil? I've never heard one person describe it and talk about how much it costs. Oh, it's expensive. But nobody ever says, oh, it's so expensive. Everybody says, it's glorious. It is so good. It is just like, you just keep eating until you get the meat sweats. What I'm trying to say is giving is that way. Giving of your life is that way giving of your time is that way what else would I do there's joy in giving there's joy in serving in a bridge city church we give generously because God gave generously he gave his only son and yeah we're not afraid to talk about money and yeah we're not afraid to, to inconvenience you with your time Because why wouldn't you want to be inconvenienced for a greater cause? I was inconvenienced so I could sell stale hot dogs and cold pizza at gateway football games. For a cause that's temporal. Why wouldn't I want to inconvenience you for a great cause? Why wouldn't we want to? I can't help but do it. You know why? I got joy in my heart. It's not a matter of will I serve or will I give. It's a matter of how much. See, every offering, don't say, oh, I'm going to pray about it. No, just enter every time there's an opportunity to give financially. Say, God, how much? This is the fastest way I, I teach people to hear God. God speaks. No, every time there's an opportunity to serve, say, I'm going to go until God says no. And there's times when God says no. There's times you can't do everything. I get that. But in your mind, it's a mindset of eternal. It's a mindset motivated by love. It's an open hand that says, my life is not my own. It belongs to God. Come on, are you excited about that today? Giving generously is living generously, and we love it. We can't wait, and we're not ashamed to ask big, because that's the way Jesus asked. Would you stand to your feet with me right now? How many of y'all heard something that was useful today? How many of y'all heard something that was useful, something to help you today? Let me just put it this way. It's a quote by John Maxwell. Most people feel best about themselves when they give their best to something greater than themselves. And unfortunately, many people go their whole life and don't experience the best because they didn't give their best to something greater than themselves. So, listen, if something was helpful for you today, I'm thankful that you're here. But I wanna ask you a serious question. I wanna ask you a serious question right here, right now, here we are. Do you know Jesus Christ in a personal way? See, more than anything else, I, listen, People say, well, it sounds like all Jesus wants is your money. Not true. It's way worse than that. No, way worse than that. He wants your whole life. No, he wants your life. Honey, I think you want all my time. Worse than that, too. He wants everything. I want to ask you a question Have you given Jesus Christ everything? Is there a day, a moment, or time in your life where Jesus Christ has become the forgiver of your past and the leader to your future? If you don't have a day, a moment, or time that you began that relationship with Jesus Christ, you came to the right place because the reason we give of our time, the reason we give of our talent, the reason we give our treasure here at Bridge City Church is for people just like you to meet Jesus Christ. And if that's you today, and you'd like to make today your day where Jesus Christ, forgiver you of your past, lead her to your future. Right here, I'm gonna pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for every person in this room right now. God, as you teach us how to live generously and give generously, God, help us, Father. Help us live for you and give for you, Jesus. But God, I pray for those people here today. Their, their heart's beating fast, their palms are sweaty, they're not sure what to do right now. But God, I pray, Father, that they're gonna come to a moment in time where they meet you in a real way. Lord God, let today be the day. So if you're here today, and you don't have a day or a time, but you'd like Jesus Christ to be the forgiver of your past, and now the leader into your future, I just want you to do something really bold. Just slip up your hand right where you are. You don't have to come forward. You don't have to make your way up here. Just slip up your hand right now where you are. just going to pray for you, anybody at all. Thank you, Jesus, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that next week there's going to be a lot of hands up. God, I pray, Father, that Bridge City Church Brighton Heights is going to be a place where people cross from death to life. Lord God, that they move into a personal relationship with you, God. Lord God, use this church, God, for your glory and your honor. And thank you, God, for some of the most generous, awesome people on the planet. In Jesus' name, amen.